0: Welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman, and I am really excited that you decided to join me again today. If you listened to my previous podcast, you know that I was, uh, I introduced you to my friend Glenda Pryvor. It's a little difficult for me to say sometimes because I'm used to Glenda McComack, but she's a newlywed. She's been married for about three months. Uh, Glenda is and has been a missionary to the world uh... for years she was called as a missionary when she was around twelve uh... she has spent her life traveling as a single woman around the world in and out of countries all over the world a lot spent a lot of time in asia uh... her heart is in cuba That's she'll tell you that's where she feels like she went home to and um She has just had a lot of beautiful encounters with the Lord and a lot of experiences in that. She's done amazing things. Uh, Almost every time I'm with her, I find out something new that, you know, God used her to do in her life. And, excuse me, so I think that she is worthy of two episodes on my podcast and her stories are great. I love to hear Uh, what God is doing, what God has has done uh, around the world and uh, Glenda has been a part of a lot of really amazing things. One of the things um, that we'll talk about, some of the things she's just shared with me that I learned just today about her. So welcome to my show again. Welcome back for episode number two, Glenda. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Yay.
0: Okay, so before we went on the air, she's like, did you know I did children's TV? And I'm like, Heavens no! I didn't know that. Share a little bit about that. I know it was a while back, but nonetheless, yes. I'm with this TV
1: star. <laughs> no, I'm not a star. <laughs> um, I got to be in and wrote uh, for a show in Canada, Winnipeg, Canada, called Sunshiny Day. And we did 26 episodes. So I had never done DV before, so it was quite a learning curve, but um, it was exciting. It really was. I lived up there in the cold for about three years, uh-huh. and during that time, I also went to churches, did children's programs, and teacher training as well, but uh, I got to work with Donna Douglas, who was um, Ellie Mae Clampett. I mean, oh, wow! And... Um, she has now gone on to be with the Lord, but it was exciting. I, I got to write what she said and everything, and um, it was very exciting to have her part of the show. And also Pat Boone, he came on and and got to work with him. He's a great guy, but usually it was just, you know, the regular <laughs> the regular things, but uh, it was an exciting time. It was quite a challenge, and, and I thank the Lord for that. And because of that, I I really had a desire for TV and um, some things opened up in Cuba. Then I got to see a studio and there we got to do a few things. Now, of course, we can't, they don't have Christian TV in Cuba, but we, we got to record some things and put them on flash drive, you know, for if it ever opens up or for the churches, to present to their children. And that was exciting. We got to do a few things there. That's awesome. One of the main things I got to tell you about the man who had the studio is he didn't know the Lord. And I said to him, I don't think you know the Lord, do you? Are you a Christian? No. Do you want to be? Yes, I do. So there was a pastor there and I had him pray with him because he could speak better Spanish than I do. And so he came to receive the Lord. So now the studio is opened up to me completely. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So I can do any kind of recording or anything there. That's wonderful. And and it's interesting that,
0: um, you know, God has opened the door for you in places that most people would find the door shut for. You know, and I think that that's really powerful. Uh, I want to share. I want you to share a couple of more stories about you know just things that you've seen the Lord do through your ministry, uh, things that He's allowed you to. I think sharing the when we share the goodness of God and the stories of God and the miracles that we've seen happen in in that it builds faith in people to believe that you know, God can do that for them. One of my favorite scriptures is that God is no respecter of persons. And I'm always like, God, if you did it for them, then you're obligated now to do that for me because you don't have a you treat us all, all your kids the same. And while it might not manifest in exactly the same way, it's still God is powerful and faith comes from hearing what God is doing. So tell me a couple of stories uh, that you've had that are that you think would maybe minister to some of the people who might listen to the podcast?
1: Well, um, in, in these countries, I see the people as desperate. They're really desperate for answers. Maybe they can't go to the hospital or doctors or that sort of thing. And so I have witnessed several, many healings. And um, one lady, we always pray for healing. And in, in, uh, the girl, the lady that uh, goes with me to to interpret, she she said, uh, you know, we'll walk way up into the mountains and to pray for people. And she keeps saying, this is not a healing campaign. This is a teacher training. Right. It's funny. I mean, it's a joke. And I said, you know, the Holy Spirit does what he wants. If he wants us to pray for healing, we're going to pray for healing. And we have seen um, one lady we prayed for, she had a big, like, goiter on her throat. And um, we prayed for her. In fact, the only interpreter I had that time was a young girl about 12, 13 years old, and she was really scared to to, uh, interpret for me. But she did, and she did a beautiful job. The lady left, she came running back the big goiter was gone. Oh wow. It was off of her neck. And <laughs> it's interesting because um, a year ago, I was in Sri Lanka and the same thing. The, um, I don't know what it is with the growths on the neck, but uh, a lady, I prayed for her. It was healed. Three days later, she came back. She took a picture of it before and after. Wow. It was completely gone. That's amazing. And uh, we've had other people that uh, this man had a brain tumor. They, they wrote me an email and said, you know, the doctors couldn't find it at all. After we prayed, you know, God healed this man. Yeah. And um, uh, just other things in, in church services, our driver... He said, "Oh my, uh, my sister-in-law is coming to the meeting. We've prayed for, her for five years. We've asked God to touch her. She is so hard. She, you know, she won't receive the Lord, but she is going to come to see me. So she brought a friend, and uh, this is way in the middle of the the country, and we've gone quite a ways to get there. And God's love." was just abundant in that meeting. I don't know what it was. I don't know what was so different. But I just walked over to her and her friend, and I said, don't you feel God's love? He, don't you want to receive it in your heart? And she said, yes, I do.
0: That's awesome.
1: Five years they had prayed for it. There he is. A man came off the street, sat on the back row. I went back there. And I said, you're ready to receive God, aren't you? He said, yes, I am. I don't know why I came in here, but here I am. I said, God wants you. He called you in here. Another man, his arm was um, injured somehow, and and God touched him and healed him. And I mean, it just goes on and on. A lot of feet healing, I guess, because I went through that so much. Sure but um and a lot of inner healing i mean a a lot have experienced trauma and so just god doing a deep work and cleansing in their lives a lot of tears i have had my whole blouse completely wet with tears because people have just prayed and they cried so much oh wow that uh but god doing that work yeah yeah it's him doing it i mean because i i'm i'm surprised myself at times but you know and during that time i was communicating with now my husband peter and i would text him or whatever and uh, i couldn't always text him in cuba but different places and I would say, you know, would you pray for this meeting? Would you pray? And I couldn't believe with his prayers how much more I saw God answering. You know the situation you know what there has. is that that brings up a really
0: good point there's an incredible power in unity yes right when yes. two believers are in agreement it is a powerful thing the bible says if any two of you shall agree you shall have whatever you say and so by inviting peter into sharing that and now that you guys are married that that i i really believe as uh, that that compounds the the power when the two become one it's like double power exponential right you know and so I think that that's really exciting Uh, so you're kind of moving into a little bit of a new area Um, you just recently did a conference Uh, tell us a little bit about kind of where God is leading you and taking you in in some new um, areas of ministry
1: well I as I was praying one day um, the Lord kept telling me about the next generation you know the generation X well, the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, it's generation next. It's about this next generation. And and my heart has always been for children. And I know there is such a key. And God's plan, as you look through the Bible, you see how um, Jesus loved the children. He called the children to him, to him. He didn't push them back. And so God was speaking this to me and he said, there are children that are caught in the crack, that have fallen through the crack. And he gave me five areas. One is children who are going into transgender, children who are facing Islam, children who are, have, are in families where their parents are addicted, children who have gone through trauma, and children who have gone through grief. And so the Lord really poured into me those five areas. And we Peter and I were able to hold a conference uh, just about three weeks ago about the, these areas. We had speakers come, it was fabulous. We had five nations represented um, and many other people. And uh, I believe that this is the area where God has told me now to move into, and to have conferences in various areas. We're going to do one in Kansas, another one in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, possibly Detroit, and and in the in the East, in New York, Pennsylvania area as well. So, I believe this is the cutting edge of what of what god is doing for the next generation you don't hear about this right for sure you don't uh, and always before we did you know how to lead a child to christ how to do a lesson plan you know how but this is really the heart of god i believe because he's he he wants this generation he he's crying out for him and if we don't address these things you know there are so many children that are going to be lost I'm, you know, as, as a parent, we go and say, um, you know, what do we say to our children who, they have a friend who has become a boy or, you know, changed to a girl. What do we say to our children? These are big questions. They are big questions. What do we say to children who uh, have friends who at school are given a place to pray? Five times a day because they're Islam. What do we say to them? You know, um, I I feel God has told me to to you know address these situations. What do we do about the children whose parents are addicted? You know, how do we minister to them? I ministered to a group of children uh, like that for many years, and they have various. needs that, you know, maybe children from a two-family, two-parent family, don't have. For sure. And so, and I also worked with uh, divorce care for kids for many years. And um, just working with children with trauma and grief, there are so many levels. And I know these are deep. I mean, one of these could do a seminar on its own. But we've got to address this, is what I feel, and I feel God's heart is crying out. Right, I think it's a super important
0: uh, foundational system uh, in the society that we live in nowadays. Uh, I think it's interesting, one of the things that I, I wanna talk about for just a second, you talked about the fact that you had five different countries represented at your last conference uh, touching these issues, and I think sometimes we can allow ourselves so- to kind of believe that's an American issue. Right. But it's not. It's a worldwide issue.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, we had uh, from India, Nagaland, uh, Japan, uh, Peru, and Ecuador. Seems like there was one more. In the United States. <laughs> and uh, all of them said that these things are, and they work with children. One, The man from India was, is a doctor. Um, a physician, and he said, "This is really a big problem." And I uh, have a friend who is a missionary in, Ucr- in the Ukraine. She said, "You've got to go. You've got to go and share about this. That is a big problem there." I'm going to uh, Peter, and I are going to Mexico and Cuba in December, and they're saying we need to hear this. We as the church need to hear this. So it's a worldwide problem it's not just a u.s problem yeah
0: that's a really you know i think um and and you guys are fighting from the children's end of that and Stephen and i are of course fighting from the parents and adult uh what our mission in life is to destroy divorce so kids get to grow up in their home with their biological parents uh, and specifically, uh, primarily our fo- our call is to the church. Can we at least get the church to get this part right? right? You know, can we at least establish healthy families inside of the church? And that's really our call. Um, that's the cry of our heart is, can we strengthen the local church? Because right now, the local church is full of the walking wounded, which we should always be, uh, you know, a hospital for the wounded. They should be able to come in. But we gotta have enough people in the that are healthy in the local church, fa- healthy families, so that when the walking wounded come in, we can minister to them, and we're not busy trying to stop our own bleeding, and we don't have time to minister to the bleeding and wounded of the world that come to come to the church. And so, um, I feel like that's we're kind of kindred spirits in that. In that, you you're 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 attacking it from the Children up, and we're attacking it from the adults down, with the expectation that God is going to do something. Uh, what do you feel like God is really saying? Um, maybe two to the world, or two people uh, coming up in the next uh, few weeks, few months, few years. What is it? What do you feel? What do you feel like God is kind of putting out into the
1: world? Well, I believe that we are. As the church, we're in a transition time. Okay. This is a time of transition. And I've heard that over and over again. And um, the thing is that we have to be prepared. We need to be prepared. And to do that, uh, it, it just goes down to the basis of what is your relationship like with God? Mm-hmm. I mean, what um as a christian we have a relationship with him just it's not about our ministry or even our family um i just want to tag in on what you said about you know the the adults the family is so so important uh-huh. to the children and this is one of the things that we really touch on in our conferences is that how important a man's role? And I I know a mother is so important, but uh, the father's role, the man's role, in uh, relationship with children, absolutely it's so important. And in fact, we we have a, we had a guy who came in who is in men's ministry, and he really told about that. It was so good to hear that, and. Just to know that men need to rise up right now. Men need to be who God's called them to be. But then that goes back to this area of our relationship with God. Right. You know, work is not number one. Family is not number one. It is God. Spending time with God. It's not always easy to do that. Right, right. It's, we live in a crazy world We for do. Sure. So but god is there the scripture comes to me draw near to to god and he will draw near to you if we even when we're driving even if we're in a busy situation we call on him he is always there to help us he helped me when i was in a hospital bed yes. you know so if we call on him he is faithful he wants us more than we want him.
0: <laughs> he does. That is so true.
1: And so if we call him, he's going to answer, so many people say, well, I've tried and I don't hear him. Oh, don't give up. Yeah. He's there speaking. Maybe our antenna is not turned up or turned on like, like it should be. But God will answer you in the way that's unique to you. Mm-hmm. And so just... You know, I want to put this out there. If, if you have a problem today, you're going through something, call on God. He will help you. He is there for you. He loves you. He hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't thrown you aside. You might think, well, I'm, a thrown, I'm thrown aside by the world, my family, whatever. God has not done that. He is here for you.
0: He is here for you. And uh, so I just want to, thanks for joining me for a second, a di- second episode of my podcast. Uh, I think we could do a dozen um, just because I think there's so much to talk about. But I always like to wrap my podcasts up with a little fun time. I call it rapid fire questions. These are things you're going to know the answer to. They're not, you don't have to think about them. Um, and, and but it just kind of helps us get to know you a little bit more. Okay. Uh, first of, so my first question to you is this, are you a coffee tea, coffee or tea drinker?
1: Oh, definitely coffee.
0: <laughs> do you have to have that coffee black or do you like a little something in it? I like it black. (laughs) All right. Um, So tell me, uh, what is the best book you've ever read aside from the Bible?
1: Um, Probably it's a book called Escape from Jerusalem. It's about Derek Prince's wife. It's a missionary book, and it probably affected me more than any other book.
0: Um, If Jesus had a candy bar, what would it be? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Snickers. Absolutely,
0: yes. Yes, that's what I always say. I always say if God looked at Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, get me a candy bar, he was really just asking for Snickers. That is exactly accurate. That's the, <laughs> you're, You have the right answer. Bing, 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 bing. Glenda gets a point. Okay, uh, what's a movie that you watch over and over that maybe you even know some of the dialogue?
1: Oh, dear. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> that's super I fun. I am a dry hard romantic, but... The good thing is, in that, I got my husband. So. Woo-hoo! What's the best thing about being a newlywed? Oh, just the treasure of being loved. Just being happy, you know. He has given me such a treasure. God gave me a treasure in my husband. That's awesome. So, I love hearing you say that. Uh, do you have a life verse? I do. Um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, for good and not for evil. And I know that's true.
0: That's awesome. Uh, if you could say one thing to make Jesus famous, what would you say?
1: Know Him. That's awesome. Know Him.
0: Two words that are power-packed. So our goal, our, uh, my goal in doing this podcast is to make Jesus famous and to introduce the world to him alive inside of some of his amazing people in the world. And I think that's a very true statement about you, Glenda Crivor. And I am so happy that you were willing to uh, do a double episode with me. I know that the people have been incredibly best by that. Again, we'll put all of your information uh, on how to contact Glenda into the show notes. I know uh, that you can send her an email if you're interested in either attending any of the conferences that she has coming up regarding uh, Generation Next. Or maybe you want to bring her into your, uh, into your ministry and uh, have her teach your people uh, about those five topics, um, that, uh, she did her, she does the generation next conferences over. And, uh, I promise you, if you do, I guarantee you, you will, you will be blessed by doing so. And so thank you for joining me today on this edition of the, he doesn't waste a thing podcast. Again, it's that time when I ask for my three little favors. First of all, if you're a new listener or maybe you've listened a little bit, but you haven't tapped that subscribe button, would you do that right now? So all of the new pop, New episodes of the podcast are in your feed. Second of all, would you go to iTunes and give us a five star rating because that helps us bubble up to the top? And I always say this Melissa Zimmerman is not the easiest name to spell, but maybe if it's closer to the top, people will find it easier. And finally, and most importantly, would you share this podcast with your friends? Everybody deserves to know the amazing people God has brought into my life. And uh, you know people I don't know. So would you just share this and invite your friends to come along on the journey with us. And so until we meet again, remember, he doesn't waste a thing.